بسم الله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم ألهمنا مراشد أمورنا وأعذنا من شرور أنفسنا The crux of the surah is that the surah Allah has made Everyone's nature has been created from soil. The first soil that was in this earth is known as the Kaaba. And then from the Kaaba, soil spread out in the world. So whatever came in the Kaaba, fell on the Kaaba, that had it all. In that was bravery, in that was beauty, in that was power, in that was intelligence, everything fell. But thereafter when it had to move, when it had to move, Ulama have mentioned that it is known that the soil that you created from, it is the normal principle that man when he will finally pass away, and the area that he will be now returned to, it will be that very soil that you came out from that will say, I want you back. That's the normal principle, that where you die, most likely that was the soil that you were once upon a time made from. However it was, but they have mentioned that Rasulullah despite him passing away in Medina Munawwara, different from the law, Allah, his soil was the point of Kaaba itself. Of Kaaba itself, that was his soil. Against the principle. Everything fell on Kaaba. Everything. But now when it's spread out in the world, you get like what is called division. Because of division, what I made from, I can never become you. And what you are made from, you cannot become me. One of the main problems in this world of jealousy and of depression, and why it is called that before the world of magazines and Whatsapps and Facebooks, there was hardly much depression in the world. If an auntie was living in one small hut, because she never saw what's happening in America and in Australia, she was very happy in her small hut. She never said to her husband, I need a dishwasher. She never knew what was a dish. She was washing dishes. But the day the phone came to her and it showed her what a dishwasher can do, that's when she started saying, my hands are paining. So much dishes. Otherwise she never said what she never knew about, it only became a problem when she saw it. Until that moment, she never knew about it. And perhaps it's difficult, this point I will mention, the thought came to me now, we will say it. Normally the masjid is not the best place to say everything. But Allah has made an indication in Quran that the zat of Allah is not shy. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he was asked certain questions, Sahaba radiallahu anhu says, sometimes we were so shy to ask him a question. But then we had the man from the village, they were not shy at all. So when he would come, we would say to the man that you go ask this question. He said, we wanted to know the answer, but we never know how to ask the question. We have reached a stage at the moment where even in Muslim circles, this issue of what is known as modesty, to a great extent has been lost because of what we see. 
and what we hear. What was never known about, no one thought about it. So there was no anger, there was no depression, there was no um, upset. So I will give you one example. When a person gets married, the relationship between husband and wife which Allah has promised is of love. Almighty Allah said, I will create love between the spouses. And a unique level of love is created, it's called a miracle. That just yesterday they never knew each other. They said, spend one night in a room together and the next morning she wants to know how do you like your breakfast. That's what. 30 years, 20 years, 15 years she wasn't married. If she had to make breakfast and her brother would say to her, I don't like it, she would get lost. You eat how I make, otherwise make your own breakfast. But the next morning when her husband says, I don't like it like this. Sometimes that's why brothers get very upset when their sister gets married. That so many years I was driving you around where he came from now. But she said, my husband. So he wants to show his son. He said, my sister. And she also tells him, you know what? This is my husband. One night, how she changed? Allah says, we create that love. But Allah never ever made a promise. That your every fantasy will be fulfilled in that room. Your every fantasy will be fulfilled in that room. That promise was not given. Because this is a world of exam. And for years no woman ever asked another woman. Allah's Nabi said, Allah hates it. Where the issue of the bedroom is discussed outside the bedroom. No one must ever come and say to a girl, say to a boy, how is it with your husband? And no one would ever think of doing it for years and years. So even if a wife did not find that level of what is called the highest level of pleasure with her husband, she understood it normal. Until the phone came, internet came, television came. And the person started seeing what they knew is a lie. It was even known this is a lie. This man never married this woman in real life. So when it starts with a lie, everything they're going to show is a lie. But in that lying world, whether it was a normal age restriction, or whether it was high pornography, they showed such a dirty, filthy picture. That a man who is married or is going to get married or a woman who is or is going to get, they started thinking this is what happens in married life. So they took their level high. And when he went into his bedroom on the first night, then the girl she thought it has to happen like this. The boy he thought it had to happen like that. Whereas if you ask the normal people in the medical world, statistics of how many times must a woman reach her full pleasure with her husband, how many they are in the world, does it happen every time? If you had to ask in the medical world when we were small, we saw when we used to drive around, they used to write on the boards, that come to me and your organ that you will use the most when you will get married, we will help you to enlarge it. And how many people went for it? 
just because the liar said that you can get something more. But there was nothing more. But when they fell for a lie, they started searching. Now when a girl's mind is, I need to reach the roof in marriage. So she found her husband first night. Now it never mean anything of his character. How soft he is. How obedient he is. How faithful he is. Because she had hopes of a very high thing. And she never found that on that first night, which many women in the world never found. But because she saw something which was a lie, that night she's upset. Next morning she's upset. Lunchtime she's upset. Now they're asking her, is there a problem with your husband? She's just irritated. Why? Because she went looking for something that was not promised. The promise was, I will create love between the two of you. Now she's irritated. Now he's upset. He's depressed. He says, is something wrong with me? Now he's in his own world. She's in her own world. All of it started when? When man went looking for something which was not them. When man went looking for something which was not them. It is very hard to say this here in a masjid. There are sometimes young children who will wonder. But because of what's happening in the world today, where young, young Muslim girls are being invited, come I will teach you something. That when you get married, I will teach you how to be a married girl. So many years women were married from the time of Adam a.s. There was never a cause about what you must do in the bedroom. That was known as a secret between husband and wife. Allah's Nabi said the anger of Allah comes when that issue is ever discussed. But the world, the shaitani world first took it out. They showed a lie. Then to get the lie they said the only way to get it is you take a sip of alcohol. That is why for them to get it without their liquor, they can't reach where they need to reach. Without their drug, they can't reach because they only want one level. Their marriages do not ever survive. For them, their marriage is nothing but. The other day, some boys came to me. So I said to them, when you get married, please don't fall for this lie. How many boys got married? And after one week, we saw them at the chemist. And you ask them, what are you buying the tablets for? Like, You don't need it. Be normal. So then one time I said to one boy, the tablet will make you like Superman. But remember, tomorrow you will be Batman. He asked what that means. I said, Batman, he sleeps during the day. You'll stay awake all night flying in the sky. Next morning they're phoning you. You're not coming to work. You'll be flat. I said, is this your life you want? Be normal. You got a long way to go. But when expectations are put too high, because of us seeing something which we were not supposed to see, then you spoiled everything. The surah was going to say, what you are made of, you can't become somebody else. If you have been made with a certain level of bravery, your nature is such when a cat jumps in front, you also jump. Now if someone comes and tells you, I'll make you brave, you must say, my friend, I'm like this. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam passed. A sahabi was shouting his brother, saying, you too modest. Like, 
Haya, you got but too much modesty. You can't be so modest. Nabi Sallallahu said, leave him. He said, you know, modesty is also a branch of Iman. But when he said, leave him, what he meant is, you can't change him. How he is, he must be happy. And in death, he will find his paradise. And how you are, you must find your paradise in that way. When the world went in one, that my happiness I will find in his road, that's when jealousy set in. That's when anger set in. That's when the one girl whose sister already gave birth to a boy, but she hasn't yet given birth. Now she became upset. She became angry. She got no stomach pain. She got no leg pain. She got no cancer. She is not blind in the eye, but she is not smiling. Now when you ask her, what's your problem? Are you sick? She's not sick. Is there no wealth in the house? There's too much of wealth. What's the problem? Why did she get a boy? The problem was that she, her sand is different from your sand. Why your road was going to be a road of your happiness, as soon as you jumped on somebody else's road, you will never ever find happiness. The surah was going to say that first. That everyone's route is different. So walk your route. Aisha radiallahu anha did not get what the other woman got. There were those that had a lot of children. She had no children. There were those who had the chance to live with their husband for years and years. She was going to lose Rasulullah when she was only 18 years old. She could have said, I am that girl who just got married and then my whole life was taken away. I lost my husband. She was not going to say that. She knew my root is a root different from everyone else's root. Nabi before he passed away, wealth started coming into the Muslim world. Because of that, certain houses around Medina Munawwara started what is called renovation. The wives of Rasulullah also asked, that when they are renovating, can't we also make a renovation? One verse of Quran, لَسْتُنَّكَ أَحَدٍ مِّنَ النِّسَاءِ O wives of Rasulullah you are not like the other women. You are not like them. لَسْتُنَّكَ أَحَدٍ مِّنَ النِّسَاءِ He said, you will have to be different. Immediately all of them said, we are happy how Allah wants us. Aisha radiallahu anha would lose her beloved at the age of 18. She would live for another over 40 years. During that time, the wealth of the world would come to her feet. It was the honor for every ruler, every sultan, every wealthy man. You want to give a gift. Send a gift to the one who was closest to the heart of Rasulullah sallallahu Money would enter in the morning. She had a slave girl appointed to just distribute. Just distribute. Sometimes the slave girl would say, Oh my master, allow me to keep little bit because you're fasting. I just want to go buy bread so you can break your fast. And for her it would be a smile. She would say, I promised my beloved Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam." That I will meet him in the condition that he left me. What a promise that was. 
In the condition that he left me, I'll meet him. He left in poverty, I'll meet him in poverty. She would wear that dress with hair patches. Her nieces would say, everyone is wearing a beautiful dress today. You are the imam like of all the women in this gathering. Oh my aunt, please dress up. And she would smile and say, I made a promise to my husband. Her route was different. Not getting children did not make her upset. The world was her children. Why? Because her sand was not somebody else's sand. Allah Tawarukullah starts the surah. وَاللَّيْلِ إِذَا يَغْشَى By the oath of the night when it covers everything. Which is called dark. وَالنَّهَارِ إِذَا تَجَلَّى By the oath of the day when it is very bright. It's called two extremes. Between full black, pitch black and between full brightness. Isn't you got many colors in between? On your computer, on your phone, you can pray with the screen. Now dark, bright, bright, bright. Allah said, these are the two extremes. In between here, you're going to be somewhere. You might be pitch dark, black. You might be full white. Or you might be anything in between. Whether in the color... Whether in your position, whether in your strength, whether in your beauty, you are either going to be from one extreme to the other extreme. Anyway, wherever you are, you can't think, I want to move more this way or I want to move that way. One thing happening in the world, they will say when you're driving on the roads, they will say whitening cream. That whitening cream, so everyone says, I need my complexion to become more white. Then the one who's white, you ask, what do you do? He says, we need to go tanning. I need to get a little bit more dark. And this whole world is just playing with this. Why? Because whoever looks at the skin of somebody else, always feels my skin is not good enough. The whole problem was if the day had to look at the night and the day had to say how nice it is to be night or if the night had to say how nice it is to be day, this whole world will be in confusion. But the night was happy to be night and everyone when night time came said I enjoy the night because the night was happy to be night. And the day was happy to be day. Everyone said, I'm waiting for the day. So there is no problem with me and there is no problem with you. The world will be loved the day the person is happy with himself. But as long as you want to change, you will live in a world of anger, depression, hatred, jealousy. And when you are that, no one will ever like you. The problem is not with the individual. The problem is when the individual is not happy with the decision of Allah for him. وَاللَّيْلِ إِذَا يَغْشَى By the oath of the night when it is very dark. But the night is happy. The night doesn't say, why was it my nasib that I had to be dark? Now everyone must be sleeping. The night was happy, the world was happy with the night. And when the day came, the day never said why it had to be. Could I not be like the dark nights? He was happy. Allah make me and you happy. Be happy with who you are. 
Be happy with who your child is. In the schools, in universities, in the world, even in madrasas, normally we experience this. A normal system is where an exam is given, a test is given, prizes are given. And the question comes around, what are you giving the prize? So the prize is given on a capability. But that capability, it's natural, everyone doesn't share the same. So let's just say there's sports taking place. So in sports, the one who is fast will be winning the medal. But what about the one whose sand was created not to be fast? That person naturally will feel upset. Why is my body like this? When that competition took place, it was naturally telling one person, you are better than somebody else. Whereas Almighty Allah said, in this there is no better and no better. One person could be the night, the other could be the day. You can't have a competition and say the night wins. But when these competitions took place, in the school they said, who will make the grade? So now it's a competition of the mind. But everyone's mind is not the highest. So the one whose mind's strength is lower, but his character is more unique. The father also does not like that son so much. The mother will say, can't you be like your brother? But he can't be like his brother. Because his sand was different. Whether it's in the worldly way, whether it's even in our dini, where Allah Tabarakullah said, race towards good. But you will never see Nabi Islam said, race towards hifz. He would never have a competition to say, which of my sahabi memorized the most ahadith. Because it was known it's unfair for those sahaba who never have the mind to memorize so much. For him it was, who is the one closest to Allah in taqwa? Now that it was open for all. Who had the most shock of deen? Who's standing up to cry to Allah early in the morning? Who has read Quran? Because in reading Quran there's no issue. In reading Quran there's no issue. But in memorizing it got to do with the mind. So the father comes and says, you know my one son, he finishes hymns in two years. Make dua for this other one. Just that sentence when he says, make dua for the other one, we correct him. We say we make dua for both your sons. Because just finishing hymns in two years is no guarantee he's going to live like an angel. We have seen so many boys of hymns took drugs after that. And the other one not finishing his hymns is no guarantee he won't be an angel. We have seen so many who never finished hymns and their life was clean. So make dua for both. But when the mind was set on certain targets, the surah was to say we created people different. وَمَا خَلَقَ الذَّكَرَ وَالْأُنْثَى Almighty Allah says by the oath of that Allah who created the male and then he created the female. Between the two, what a gap there is. You will have some girls who will have certain qualities that move more towards a boy. She's very brave. There were those among the Sahabiyat, so brave they took up the sword. They went in the battle to help. 
when they need to fight came, they had the sword out. They were cutting necks more than the men were cutting necks. You get certain women like that. Normally we tell a person, if you ever go see a girl when you're speaking and you're asking her one, two questions, you must just ask little bits. Because my one friend, he married what was called a black belt. So he never later on say, lucky, you know, when I'm out on the street, she can look after me. He only picked up, she's a black belt, when one day he decided to tell her, you know what I'll do to you. And as he lifted, she was trained. So she has trained that you block one and you punch one. Then he learned what is black belt. For him it was no gift this year. And the marriage I don't think lasted after that. After you get one. Next day your friends ask me what happened to your eye. How are you going to tell my wife? Like You say I got robbed on the road. So sometimes you get a woman who can come a little bit. She's more brave. And sometimes you get a man who got a little bit more timid, soft. How you are, you will be like that. And no one must ever say, why is my child like that? Because everyone's sand is different. All that jealousy, all that depression, all that anger, all that searching for something which is not meant for us, all gone. All gone. But when man wants, then you will give your whole life trying to change who you are. And what's supposed to be done, you'll never have time for it. So Allah Tabarukah said, there is the night and everyone's happy with the night. There is the day, everyone's happy with the day. Between the day and the night, how many hours there are when the colors of the sky changes, everyone is happy. You'll be happy also. Because you are also one of them. إِنَّ سَعْيَكُمْ Allah says, by the oath of the night, by the oath of the day, by the oath of the one who created the male and the female, every one of you got your own root. Your works are different. Your road is different. You don't have to walk somebody else's route. You got your own route. Now the only thing we want to know is how I want to make my road easy. That's all. Your route is your route. If someone says, you know, I take this route every day to work. If you're reaching work on your route, you don't have to use his route. As long as you're reaching yours. So you say, no, I'm happy with mine. Very happy. When the world came... When the man looked, then he started saying, that man's wife will be a better for me than my wife. Another route. He started finding happiness with another woman's talks when he was introduced to another woman's talk. Then he started saying, you know, me and my wife, there's no relationship. But there can't be a relationship because you already started driving on another road. On that road, you're not going to find your way. You're not going to find your destination. One place I went to for a nikah bayan. So someone said, say something, but make it short. So there you don't blame the person because he's just getting married now. You don't hear one hour bayan. He needs to go. He said, ten years I waited. Now you won't wait for another one hour. So he said, something but short. So that day when you were driving, the road wasn't the best. Like how now it is always the road is not the best. 
But at that time it was like it started, there were potholes, there was the taxi, there was the watching out. So a lot of things were playing in my mind. So when I reached there, I said, let me give you an example. What is married life? It's like driving a car. So this is off the topic, but now since it came, whoever is thinking of getting married, this is a second message to you. And those that are married already, you can at least say, I don't have to change the road. The driver has to change. Problem, because South Africa, you can beg the government, change the road. They're not changing the road. So the driver has told you, you'll have to learn to drive. So I said, marriage is like driving. Number one, the day you got your license doesn't mean you're safe. Especially in South Africa. Because three quarter get their license, I don't know how they get it. So having the license doesn't mean nothing. Some people think when I get married, just the nikah certificate guarantees there'll be no problems in married life. Just like how the license can't guarantee there'll be no accidents. The marriage certificate can't guarantee you won't have arguments. Can't. That is why after getting your license, your mother makes dua, Allah, he got a license, let him not have an accident. Similarly, when you get married, someone has to be making dua. That Allah, he got married, let there not be an accident. So when we get our license, we do make that dua. Because your father saw the brand new car, he got 80,000, he's going to be sitting making dua. Some accident happens, he's all 150, he's gone. But when marriage takes place for some reason, that night there's so much partying that no one gets time to make dua. There you need dua also. There you need dua. Thereafter when you get in your car, why you take bismillah? Because you know the road is not safe. Every day of marriage, you also have to take Allah's name. Because there's always a devil trying to spoil your marriage. You can't say, I made dua that first. And that dua is still pulling me right through. You need to continue. In marriage, you need to continue. Thereafter, in the car world, as you're driving, there's going to be a lot of dangers, hazards. One is, you're going to find that the road turns. You can ask how much you want to, can't we have like Germany, that straight road, and I can go 300. South Africa government will say, we can't give you that, you need turns. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Allah made your wife of a crooked nature. He said, you will never manage to put her straight. If you want to benefit from her, you will have to take benefit with the crookedness. What it means, when you're driving your car, even if you like speed, you will definitely pick up a head is a bend. Before the bend, you have to press brakes. You have to press. You can't shout the bend. The bend is meant to be there. But when you take that bend, you see the road opens up again. Then again you can go with speed. But again be looking out for a sometimes really sharp bend. Similarly with your wife, she's going to have her bends. The day you see the bend coming, meaning sometimes her mood is not there. That's how they are, they got that turn. And sometimes they got sharp bend. Sharp bend, you have to change gears just to take it. You have to pick up. The day the sharp bend is coming, go three days in Jamaat also. Just be out. Leave her. 
you can't tell her come straight. She's not going to come straight. And if you say, I'm not changing, I'm going to drive fast, you're going to go over the cliff. You're going to spoil your whole life. Why? You were not ready to take a bend. That's all. So the girl got bends. But if you can just take the bends, she's going to open up again. And life is going to be very good. And then there's going to be a bend. Then again life is very good. In this road you're going to reach where you need to reach. Be ready to make a few bends. Then like our South African roads, you're going to have potholes and you're going to have taxis. Those potholes and taxis are what is called all those people who come to irritate you in marriage. There'll always be someone. There's nothing wrong with that person, but when you enter a marriage, it's not your brother, it's your brother-in-law. So he'll love you, but he doesn't love you so much like a brother would have loved you. So he's a taxi. You call him taxi. You can never tell your brother-in-law to get off the road. You can tell your brother. So if you land behind your brother and you hoot, that's how you scream at your brothers and get out of the bed. But try it with your brother-in-law. How you can't hoot for a taxi because that taxi will stop. Then he'll jump out with his clobber. Then your window will break. When you see the taxi, you also pull back. And you say, the road is also his. And it's also mine. I just need to go past him. That's all. It's your wife, but it's his sister. So you give him the chance also on that road. But don't go and hoot at your brother-in-law. Don't ever try it. Your windows will not last. Your tires will not last. You want life to carry on nicely. Don't ever fight with your father-in-law. Don't ever argue with your mother-in-law. Your mother you can shout her. Because your mother loves you. Your mother-in-law you shout her. Next week... She'll say, no problem. Then you invited for supper. But when she made that chicken, you never saw whether she just <laughs> hit one spot in it also. How you'll know? You're not in the kitchen. Don't ever fight with the one who's not yours. If you want to live on the road, avoid the potholes, avoid the taxis, and carry on your road. So I gave all of that in the bayan. After the bayan, one old uncle, he came and he said, that was a very good example you gave, but he said, you missed the main point. So I asked him, what's the main point? He said, tell all these drivers, they must keep their eyes on their own road. That was like the best one. They must keep their eyes on their own road. No matter how terrible your road is, if you're looking at your road, there won't be an accident. But if you're looking always on the other side and say, hey, there's no traffic that side. I wish I can be there. But that road is going the opposite direction. You'll have to make suburb on your road, you're going to go home. So I like that. So tell the drivers, the problem is not the road, it's the driver. So we all got our work in this world. We all got our work. But to make our road easy, my road is not your road. So you don't have to be me and I don't have to be you. But each one wants to go fast on his own road to get where we need to go. So Allah said three things are needed and you're going to reach very fast. 
No matter what is your road, you got three things. Whether you are a alim, you a hafiz, you a lawyer, you a doctor, you a street sweeper, you a what they call, you only work in the house, housewife. Or you are a surgeon, you are operating on somebody else. You are ill, you are the doctor treating the ill. You are in the prison. So many people have been put in prison, they are innocent. Yusuf salam was put in the prison. When Alim wrote, unique, that Yusuf was entered in the prison. But the heart of Yusuf was such that even in the prison he was free, while the people outside the prison were captive. In the prison he was free. In the prison. With three points, the man who got lot will also find his road opening. The man who hasn't got will also find. Sahaba radiallahu anh, they were those called Usman Ghani, the wealthy Usman. There was Abdurrahman bin Auf, the world just opened up, what he touched would become gold. And in that same Sahaba, there were people like Ali radiallahu anh, who would say, oh the world, do not come close to me even. I have divorced you three times, I don't want you. They were the imams of poverty, the imams of wealth. Everyone was flying in his road. Wealth wasn't a burden if three points were there. And poverty wasn't a burden. Sickness was not a burden, health was not a burden. A top job was not a burden, having no job was not a burden. Everyone in his path was moving three points. May Allah make it, I get it, this three, you get this three. This three, anyone can get. Because on every person's road, you can find the chance to do three things. And then Allah says, and if you don't do these three, you will do the opposite. The opposite three will ensure, no matter who you are, no matter how much wealth you got, وَمَا يُغْنِي عَنْهُ مَالُهُ His wealth will not be able to help him when we will make the road difficult for him. Will never help. He said Allah says now he'll be rolling. He'll be going down the mountain rolling. Three things Allah give us. Three things Allah save us from. Three things to be given. Normally the tartib will be, sequence will be Believing in La ilaha illallah. And Allah gave that to all of us. But in the sequence which is mentioned in this surah, it goes the opposite. The normal tartib sequence I would have said is, Kalima La ilaha illallah. When we entered madrasa, first thing they read, What is your kalima? La ilaha illallah. After kalima, normally we will say the second thing comes, Taqwa. Taqwa means remember Allah is watching. Don't take chances. We'll say kalima, then we will say taqwa. And after that in our madrasa kitab, then you'll find the chapter of charity. Zakat. Farz charity. Nafal charity. Give something. That's the normal sequence. That I will teach my child, you will teach your child. Read kalima. Be Allah aware. Give some charity. In Quran, Allah speaks of the sequence, the ups, ups, up, upside down, meaning the other way around. 
اللہ تبارک اللہ سے اس من آتا وقا و سد قبل حسنا And if you can memorize a ayat of Quran, if you can't get the whole surah, get the three ayats. فَأَمَّا مَنْ أَعْطَى وَاتَّقَى وَصَدَّقَ بِالْحُسْنَى فَسَنُيَسِّرُهُ لِلْيُسْرَى فَسَنُيَسِّرُهُ لِلْيُسْرَى means we will open up his path and make it the easiest of his. We will open up. Which everyone comes and says, make dua, I have an easy life. Yet the creator of roads is saying, I promise you, your road will be the easiest. Three things I want from you. We would have said, Iman, Taqwa, Charity. Allah Tabarakullah starts it with charity. The one who gives. And it was left. Give what? So easy Allah left it. He never mentioned what to give. It wasn't said to give one-tenth of your wealth, quarter of your wealth. We normally know zakat is two and a half percent. Two and a half percent sounds very little, but when the man comes to give zakat, then he says, he's counting five times like, because then he says, it's a big amount, it's two and a half percent, very big. So normally, when people give zakat, why do they feel it hard to give zakat? Because they feel that zakat is dirty wealth. They feel I'm not going to get anything out of zakat. Wherever I can cut corners and give less zakat, I'm too happy. If they could understand this verse, that my Allah has said, if you want your road to have no potholes, if you want your road to have no taxes, if you want to have no accidents, then the world is saying, pay your toll fee. Pay eat all, pay this toll, pay that toll. And we travel a lot and I notice the toll roads that take the most money, they're the worst roads also. They're not sorting out their roads. But by Almighty Allah, the one who gives, he will see his road will just get done. Now when a man gives zakat, he won't feel, why I'm paying so much? He will understand my toll road is being made. Guarantee on this toll road, there'll be no cameras after that. There'll be no traps, there'll be no accidents. It is an honor to give zakat, it's not a disgrace. Zakat opens up the path. Nafal charity comes after. The reward of one ran of zakat, one billion ran of nafal can never reach it. Because it is one ran which Allah said, you'll give me that ran. And the man said, no problem. See, you go drive by that tall road, and you don't pay. And you just try to go past that siren goes on. When the siren goes on, as you're driving, you're not sure whether somewhere the police are waiting for you. Your whole journey is spoiled because you never gave that one rand which was asked. When man stops giving zakat, he finds his road closing. When man starts giving his zakat, he'll find his road opening. Allah's Rasul wasallam spoke about it. They don't take a chance. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam spoke about gold and silver. They asked him, isn't this good stuff? Nabi sallallahu said, there is no man, ma min sahibi fiddatin wala dhahabin. There is no man who got gold. Illa idha kana yawm al-qiyamah. 
that when the day of Qiyamah will be, Suffihat lahu safa'ihu min nar, then plates of fire will be brought. And he will be told, we want you to lie down on this place. فَأُحْمِيَ عَلَيْهَا فِي نَارِ جَهَنَّمِ It will already be a plate from the fire. But because like how you have steel, after a while the steel starts getting cold. So first it will be dubbed in the fire again. Then he will be made to lie. فَتُكْوَى بِهَا جَنْبُهُ وَجَبِينُهُ وَزَهْرُهُ He will be burned on his side. Then you turn to your back, then he'll get burnt at his back. Then he'll want to jump out, the angel will push him head first, he'll get burnt on the forehead. He will be burnt, toasted from side to side. Kullama baradat. And whenever the slate will become cool, u'idat lahu, it will be put back in the fire for him. Fi yawmin kana miqdaruhu khamsina alfa sana. And this will continue on a day whose length will be 50,000 years. And he will continue getting burnt until it will be said the decisions have made. Then he will see whether he is going to Jannah or Jahannam. Meaning this is before that. What Nabi Sallallahu was saying is don't play games with Allah. No one wants to be burnt like that. But if that zakat has to be given, the whole road becomes easy. فَأَمَّا مَنْ أَعْطَى Nabi Salih alayhi salatu wasalam, people said to him, you ask Allah to destroy this man. Salih alayhi salam's hands lifted. The man went out in the day. People were convinced he's not coming back. He came back. They were amazed. They said, the Nabi of Allah, you said your dua has been made. Salih alayhi salatu wasalam said to the man, what did you do today? He said, I went out, there was a beggar on the side. I just had some pity, I had something with me, I gave him one piece. Salih alayhi salam said, open your bag. They opened the bag, there was a snake there on that log. That snake was like biting onto the log, biting. Salih alayhi salam said, this was the punishment Allah had sent for this man. Because he gave that charity, the punishment was told, you will not manage to bite him today. Potholes will close when you will give charity. Potholes will close. The tire was supposed to burst. There was supposed to be an accident. As charity is given, it opens up the path. فَأَمَّا مَنْ أَعْطَى With charity, a lot of people say, I love to be pious, but I just can't. وَالتَّقَى Allah Tawarukullah says, after charity, your road to piety will also open up. Start giving little bit. Don't be stingy. The man who's pious, he says, why must I give charity? And the man who's not pious, he says, first I'll become pious, then I'll give charity. Allah Tawarukullah said, start with charity no matter who you are. And when it comes, how much must I give? This is the issue. Allah Tawarukullah never said, Oh rich man, give. He said, give. Everyone give. Because whether you're driving a Toyota Corolla, you also don't need potholes. And you're driving a 4x4, you also don't need potholes. 
Everyone wants his pothole to close, so everyone must pay. It doesn't work like the taxi business of South Africa, that the rich will pay for the road, but the poor must use it. It doesn't work, everyone is on this road. Here, eat all, everyone has to pay, no cheats. Because you're going to get one bang on your pothole, your car is going to get stuck. You will have to fill up. How much to give? The alim must also spend. And the non-alim must spend. The love of dunya, the world is in my heart and it's in your heart. No one can say, I'm clean. So everyone has to take it out. Everyone. I also have to give, you also have to give. Normally I mention that one where they, they say that the one person he won the lottery, the lottery is haram, but they just say it, like he won the lottery. So because he pulled whatever he pulled, 5 million, 50 million, now the question came now that who's going to give him the news? Because he was already about 80 years old. So they felt that if we go tell him you won 50 million, he's a heart patient. So he might have a heart attack. Now all that money now, so talking, talking, they said the best man to explain things is the Maulana in the masjid. He'll explain. Whether in lottery, haram or not, just bring the Maulana inside. So Maulana came, he must have heard, you know what, he might have thought I'll get a share also in it. So he said, no problem, I'll go for it. So he's speaking to the man, telling the man, you know, this dunya, this world is nothing grand, comes and it goes. Money is no big thing, that old uncle is GG Maulana, GG Maulana. Now when he brought him to that level that you're ready for it, he said like, Abaji, uncle, tell me now, what happens if I have to tell you, you want 50 million? So the old uncle said, my one leg is already in the cover. What am I going to do with 50 million? He said, I give you half. Morana <laughs> Here. Why? Because he also had it. Not having it in the pocket doesn't mean it's not in the heart. He has to take it out. You have to take it out. Everyone has to take it out because everyone needs a good road. The one who gives. Don't ever be stingy in giving. And when it comes, who to give to? Nabi said, Start with your family. When we start with my family, immediately I smile. I say, my wife and my children. I always spend on them. Your family... It means that sister of yours who's always arguing, she's also your family. You hate that brother-in-law of yours. So why must I give him? Give him because you want to make your road. The day you will put money in her hand, you will push it in her mouth also. Then she won't be able to open her mouth against you. She'll be chup. Because she knows if I say something this month, next month no money will come. Finished. Now she's yours now. Now end of the month she's phoning you to find out are you still alive? Because if you're not alive, money's not coming. Before you think she worried about it. Think she worried. You were always going for Umrah and you came back and you gave her Kajur and Zamzam. Now you told her I'm going for Umrah, you want to come with? From that day she'll make dua every day for you to get lot money so next year you can take her for Umrah again. You want the du'as of your family, you'll have to put little bit money also. You don't have to buy everyone an umrah ticket. Even hundred rand is lot. When normally you tell a person, yeah, he said, no, 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 I don't want, he wants the thing. Everyone wants. 
Daughter in law tells her mother in law, Mommy want eh, we don't want mommy just take it. Mommy's too happy. When she takes it, she put it in her purse. She's too happy then. Everyone, the love of wealth has been put in the heart. You must take out yours and put it in somebody else's heart. You want to make your road, learn to spend. And the spending is not easy for the one who doesn't spend. And it becomes easier as you spend. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was the imam of examples. It was revelation coming to him to explain a thing. The Arabs knew weapons and they knew armor. In the battlefield you had steel. So even if the sword would hit you, it would cling off, bang off that steel. But that same steel armor, if it was too tight, then when you have to move your hand to defend, if yours is too tight, you can't be so flexible. So they had to make sure it's loose. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, the one who takes out his arm, meaning his pens, he will find his armor is always loose. Now it will be a protection for him in war. As for the one who doesn't move his arms, it will start getting tighter and tighter. Now the day he wants to move his own, meaning that money that came to look after you, that same money will destroy you. The armor you put on to protect you, you said, all this money is for me and my family. But you became so stingy that even your wife had to hire somebody else to kill you so she could use that money of yours. Your child would wait, when will my father die so I can take that inheritance? Your own wealth which was your protection, you became so tight that it itself killed you. What an example. You want your armor to be loose, move your hands. Just move your hands. How much must you give? You don't have to give lot, but give. Make sure you lose. You have to take out. When man makes the mission in his life to give, he will go searching for people to give. He will go searching. And that is how Sahaba radiallahu anh reached. They reached such a level in their love to spend Imam Abu Hanifa rahimullahu was a student of the Tabi'een and the Sahaba. He learnt it from them, learnt it. Because of which they had a system that I want to give so much of charity, but I myself don't own so much of wealth. So they would tell people, you can leave your wealth by me on the bank. Then when the person would leave it, he would say to the person, I will look after your wealth. But if there's a robbery, the law is amanat. Amanat is trust. If there's a robbery, your money goes, you can't blame me. Then they would say, there's another way. You allow me to use this money. Once I use it, now I owe you money. Now even if there's a robbery, it's my money gone, not your money. And the day you want your money, you come to me, I'll get you the money. Everyone wanted that bank, because no worry now. When the money would come to him, what would they use it for? They had that desire to spend. That's all. And they knew they got land. So if ever the time comes that land can be sold, it will pay everyone off. But because land is not money, you can't spend land. 
So they had their land. They had one Sahabi radiallahu anh, before the battle says to his son, that I don't think your father is going to live past tomorrow. So he says, you must look after your sisters. And because I got a lot of debt, lot of debt, I want you to pay everyone off. He says, and whenever you got a problem, you must just say, oh, my father's contact. Oh, the mola of my father. Mola means like contact. So the sahabi said, I asked my father, who's your contact? He said, who else? Allah. So you must say, oh, my father's contact, help me out. The sahabi passes away. His young son, young but older than all the sisters, is going around to the people who his father owes. Everyone is feeling pity. Young boy. One sahabi asks him, how much your father is owing? The sahabi says, I'm thinking if I tell him the amount, like, it doesn't sound good. So I drop the amount, drop the amount, drop the amount, and I mentioned a low amount. I said, so much. The other sahabi says, I don't think your father is going to ever manage to pay this. He says, if my son, if ever you're having a problem and you can't manage to pay, then come to me and I'll help you out. He said, I'm thinking in my mind, I mentioned such a low thing. Imagine I told him what my father is owing. Young Sahabi. No one thought. He said, but my father had certain lands because of the battles. Now I went to the lands, I started cutting the lands. Said, Who will buy this piece? Who will buy that piece? This was unique Sahaba. Abdullah bin Jafar, he comes, he says, okay, which piece do you want me to buy? He says, uh, you take that piece there, there's no water on that piece. He says, no problem. Abdullah bin Jafar goes, he says, where's my musalla? He says, put a musalla down. Allahu Akbar, after two rakats, he tells to his servant, start digging around here. He digs, water comes out. He says, this is valuable land, man. Pay the price. Like that, the lands are being sold. It's a very lengthy narration. At the end of the narration, it comes. The young sahabi pays off everyone. Everyone is paid off. Then you will think, he just made it. He says, now comes the time for distribution. But he says to his sisters, I will not give you all anything except that hajj must come and another hajj must come. During the hajjas, I will stand up and announce, is my father owing anyone money? He makes that. They all have to wait. That happens. After that, the sahabi says, now is time for distribution. The words in the narration, as he distributed, distributed, the sahabi had wives. Each wife must get so much. He had daughters. Each daughter must get so much. When we speak about like 50 million, that was what is happening that time. You were getting so much million. You getting so much million. You getting so much million. But how the narration started with the person said, I don't think your father's money will ever pay off. Where the inheritors got millions after that. Millions. The question was, how did he have so much of debt? So he had that same thing. Give me your money and I'll spend it. And whenever you need it, come to me. They had such a desire to spend. Such a desire. They had their lands behind that security. You sell my land, one they paid off. But what was this? They read Quran, they loved Quran. Allah make us like that also. The one who gave wattaqa and that helped him to become Allah conscious. Now on his road, as he's driving, he's seeing Allah on every part of the road. Life is different. Then that thing, husna means 
Husna means extremely beautiful. Extremely beautiful is the kalima la ilaha illallah. And he becomes convinced on this kalima. But how it happens? Charity opens up the road for taqwa. Allah consciousness, seeing Allah. And when you start seeing Allah, you start enjoying Allah. It all starts with charity. Allah says, you did your tree, the road, I will open it up for you. Now wherever you go, you're going to have enjoyment. And the opposite, Allah save us all. The one who is stingy, and he feels, I can do my own, I don't need anyone, I don't need any help. He does not believe in that which is the most beautiful. Kalima means nothing to him. Allah says, we are the creator of the road. I will make his road hard. He might say, but I got so much of wealth. Allah says, where will his wealth ever help him? When we make him roll down the road. When you see that man falling down a mountain, he can at that moment say, I got bank cards in my pocket. They say, there's no swiping at the moment. Allah says, when he will be rolling, where his wealth is going to help him. إِنَّ عَلَيْنَا لَلْهُدَى وَإِنَّ لَنَا لَلْآخِرَةَ وَالْأُولَى Allah says, we are the ones in charge of the year after. We in charge of this world also. So your road, we will make it or we will break it. No one's wealth can make it and break it. May Allah Tabarakallah bless all of us. Beautiful is Quran. Just these three ayats if you can memorize. And then the one ayat which is the reward. فَأَمَّا مَنْ أَعْطَى وَاتَّقَى وَصَدَّقَ بِالْحُسْنَى The one who gives. The one who is Allah conscious. The one who believes in this beautiful kalima. We will make his road very easy for you. Allah Taala make all our roads easy. Be happy who you are. Be happy who your wife is. Be happy who your children are. Everyone be happy about his own sand. And bring three things in his life and he will find wherever he wants to go. The road will just open.